If you've experienced a DNA surprise, you know that your emotions can range from shock to denial to grief to anger to confusion to joy and around again. And sometimes it's hard to find people who understand this unique experience. Sometimes we feel a little stuck as we navigate this journey. That's why we created the DNA Surprise Retreat. At the DNA Surprise Retreat, you'll enjoy six expert-led sessions to help you process your DNA surprise. You'll eat delicious catered meals, and most importantly, you'll build beautiful friendships with people who understand you, all in a stunning private ranch facility in the Arizona desert. If you've had shocking DNA test results, know that you're not alone. This retreat is for you. Join us September 19th through the 22nd, 2024 in Phoenix, Arizona. Registration is open now. Reserve your space at dnasurpriseretreat.com. I'll see you there. My mother had kidney disease and years and years ago, I had gotten tested to be a donor. And my mother's friend had told me this recently that when I was going through all the the testing that she had mentioned that she was nervous that there would some be something that would come back that would make me question, wait a minute, why is my blood type this? Or why is, you know, but I was a perfect match for her. So she got out. Imagine spitting into a tube sending off your DNA, and unknowingly turning your life upside down. For me and thousands of others, this is our reality. I'm your host, Alexis Auerselt. In July of 2021, I discovered that I am an NPE, someone who has experienced a non-paternal event. In other words, my biological father isn't who I thought he was. This podcast shares the journeys of people who were shocked by a DNA discovery, mostly through modern DNA testing. We're telling the stories of NPEs, adoptees, and donor-conceived people and their families. This is DNA Surprises. When I spoke to Kristen late last year, her NPE was relatively new. In this episode... She discusses how she's navigating her recent discovery. She shares the challenges of not being able to talk to her mother, who recently passed, and hesitations she has about connecting with her newfound family. Thank you for sharing your story, Kristen. Uh, My name is Kristen, and I am 49, and I am from Rochester, New York. So I, um, back in, I think 2012, I went on Ancestry just to start messing with um, building a family tree. Um, did that on and off over the years, but I've always wondered like more about my ethnicity and, you know, just wanted to just do the family tree. And, you know, I, I knew one day I wanted to do the DNA. I don't remember what year that came out, but, um, I just know that I wanted to do it at some point. And my mother knew that fast forward to this year, my mother passed away in January and I don't know what made me decide to do the DNA this year, but I did. Um, got my results in July, and 
me and my husband were out in the garage. It was a Friday night. I remember it like it happened literally five minutes ago. It's very vivid in my mind. And five people came up as matches. Um, two just said very close matches and three said they were first cousins. And I was like, um, I know all my first cousins, but I don't know who these people are. But these five people all had the same last name and I recognized the last name. And my mother had a friend with that last name that I heard her speak about over the years. I had never met him or anything. Maybe I did. I don't know. So anyways, so my husband, <laughs> it's kind of funny because my husband uh, was looking at me and I'm just kind of funny. And I'm, I'm looking at him going, wait a minute. I'm like, oh my God. You know, my mother had a friend named blah, blah, blah. And um, he's like, no, he's like, and I go, you're right. I'm thinking too much into this, but I'm like, but who are these people? So immediately I went inside and called my dad because even though my parents had been divorced since I was little growing up, my mom, my dad owned like a bar restaurant business and my mom worked for him growing up and they, you know, whoever he knew, she knew and vice versa. So I'm like, well, I'm going to ask my dad if he knows who this, this guy is. My dad didn't answer. So then I proceeded to call one of my mother's best friends who she's known since she was really little. And I just came right out and said, is so-and-so my father? And there was a big break in silence. And she goes, oh boy. And I was like, what do you mean, oh boy? She goes, I've got some things to tell you. So apparently back um, when my parents were married, my father actually, unfortunately, was an alcoholic. The man who I thought was my father. Mm -hmm. and he was married four times. He cheated on, I think, every wife he's had, uh, treated my mother pretty poorly. I obviously don't remember any of it. I was very young when they got divorced, but, you know, I'd heard stories over the years. So my mom's friend told me that my mother had an affair on my father because she had found out he cheated, and she wanted to do it to get back at him, even though she never told him she cheated. So she actually wasn't sure who my father was. But I guess it was a strong indication that the other man was because I guess I looked a lot like him when I was younger. Um, but my mother just, you know, carried it on that way. But she never told like my my dad. She never I don't know about my biological father because unfortunately he's not alive anymore. Yeah. Did you have any suspicion growing up that No, not at all. In fact, um, so my dad has four children from three marriages. He had my older brother from his first marriage and then married my mother and had what I thought was me and my brother, my younger brother. And then his third wife and him also had another child. So now come to find out those two brothers who I thought were my half brothers are not even biological, which I don't know about you, but for, nothing's changed for me. I mean, I grew up with like my dad's still my dad. My brothers are still my brothers. Right. But it's just in my mind, though, it's very weird. Like, it's just. It's a shift. Yeah. I can't even describe it. Like, it's just. So needless to say, that whole weekend, I cried the whole weekend. I just thought, this is. Uh, I, it was just so surreal and just messed up. And even to this day, I just, I still can't sometimes wrap my head around it. So I started to investigate a little bit, you know, look people up on Facebook and talk. And I come to find out two of my mother's other friends knew about this man possibly being my father. Um, and they had told me that my mother had wanted to tell me 
or contemplated over the years, but she didn't know what to do because in her mind, she didn't know how I would react. Number one, number two, he was already deceased. So she was like, well, what if I tell her this and he's not her father? And I put her through all that, you know, so she didn't know what to do, which I guess I get in a way, but in a way I'm just like, I just wish she had told me because I have so many questions and that will never get answered. Yeah. So I have reached out. Uh, I reached out to an uncle that I found. And I just recently met an uncle and two cousins about three weeks ago. It went very well. I have, <laughs> I have 12 first cousins on that side. My biological father was one of seven children. All of them are deceased except for one, the one uncle that I met. Oh, my dad, my dad, who I grew up thinking was my dad, got sober probably about four or five years ago. And we've actually had a relationship. He's been very supportive since my mother died. You know, we've, we finally have developed a relationship. But, you know, he's 75 and I'm 49. Mm -hmm. uh, it will never be like what I had hoped growing up, but I have a relationship with him. So I'm happy with that. And like I said, finding this out doesn't change how I feel about my dad or my my half, you know, who I thought were my half brothers. Oh, I also found out that I have a half brother from my biological father. Unfortunately, though, he's in prison in Florida for the next 10 years. Um, I've debated sending him a letter. See, the unfortunate thing is my dad and my three brothers are all my, actually one of my brothers passed away six years ago from alcoholism. All of my brothers and my dad were alcoholics and drug addicts. And then I find out that this half brother is in prison for drugs. So it's, there was a disappointment, you know, right. because I thought, oh my gosh, I have another sibling. And then to find out that he's also been in trouble with the law and, you know, with drugs is just, you know, and I don't want to, I, I know it's a disease. Believe me, I've grown up with it. I know all about it. And, mm -hmm. you know, but it's just, it is, it's disappointing. But anyways, I've thought about writing him a letter, which I might do eventually. I just, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. What's your thought? I mean, would you like to have a relationship with him? Yes. Part of me does, but part of me doesn't know if I want to, because I don't, I don't know enough about him to know if he's somebody that I could trust down the road, you know, like, is prison going to make him worse or is he going to come out a better person? Is he going to come out, you know, and go back to drugs? You know, it, it, there's a lot of factors there. So it's, it's kind of scary because I've grown up in that environment and, you know, there's been a lot of trust issues with my, my brothers now and, and well, not now, but you know, in the past and my father. And so it's, I don't know what to do to be quite honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're still processing it. You only found out four months ago. So do your, brothers that you grew up with and your father now know so that night my father wound up calling me back and it was about 10 o'clock at night so i i couldn't change my story and say oh i was just calling to say hi because i had already talked to him that day and it was 10 o'clock at night i don't call him that late just to chat you know right so i was like dad are you sitting down and he's like what's the matter and um i just came right out and said it and it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to say, to say to him, you're not my father. Sorry, I'm like getting emotional now. No, it's okay. It's um, okay. That, was, that was difficult because I didn't know how he would react. And, you know, he's been sober. I didn't know if that would send him back into wanting to drink. You know, there were a lot of things there. And I just, everything happened so quickly that night that I didn't think it through about telling him. It was like, I was more like wanted to know 
what, you know, I'm more like, what the hell is going on? I need answers now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. When, when you get a shock like that, you're just desperate for information because it's a complete, you know, rocks your entire world. Right. So my dad was very confused because my dad's not very technology savvy. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's like, what do you mean you did DNA? Well, well, why, you know, he didn't understand why I did it. And I said, well, dad, I said, a lot of people do it, you know, I said, and it's more for, you know, it's more of a fun thing, you know, well, at least I thought it would be. <laughs> if right. anything, I thought that I was going to maybe find some siblings I didn't know about because of my hearing about my dad's infidelity. Never in a million years would I think that I would find out that my dad was not my dad. I, I mean, that didn't even cross my mind. Not even a little bit, you know, and it's been hard to process, you know, because I feel like, you know, I lost my mother suddenly in January and then. And then this, you know, so it was like, this was something I did not need. Not right now. It's just been, it's been, you know, I just feel like with everything going on with COVID, that's turned everybody's lives upside down, you know, in the past, you know, it's been very difficult for everybody. Just the changes that COVID has done to people and jobs and just, you know, all the deaths and, and then, you know, I wasn't able to be at the hospital with my mother until she decided she didn't want any more care. And I was able to be with her the last three days she was alive. So that was kind of traumatic, you know? And, um, so yeah, so that was definitely like, now I think, why did I, why did I do that? I mean, I can't, I can't change it. I can't take it back. I just now wish I didn't do it. <laughs> Maybe later on, it just wasn't good timing. Yeah. But ultimately it, it is the truth. So what was his reaction? You know, I don't think he knew what to say. I think he was just, he was, like I said, he was confused at first, but then once I explained everything and why I did it, like, it was like, I think he didn't want to believe it. But then immediately afterwards, he was like, well, you know, you're my, you're my daughter. You'll always be my daughter. And I'm like, well, yeah, I said, yeah, this doesn't change anything for me. I, it really doesn't. Like, I do not think anything differently. You know, we got off the phone pretty quickly. So that was Friday night. So over the weekend, I think they both were just a mess. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he was, he called me, I think it's Sunday. And he's like, please don't be mad at your mother. He goes, if I hadn't cheated on her and if I wasn't such a lousy husband, she wouldn't have done this. So I was like, wow, hear that come out of my dad's mouth was like unbelievable. Yeah. Holy crap. I'm so sorry. I didn't think I'd get this emotional. It's, Kristen, it's um, totally okay. I still get emotional too. Like this happens. It's totally fine. And if you need to pause or anything, it's okay too. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and no, it's nice to know. I didn't realize that you, you know, also had the same situation. So it's nice talking to somebody that totally gets it. And that's part of why I started the podcast was just selfishly so I could talk to other people that were going through the same thing because you feel so alone. I mean, I'd never even heard of anything like this until it happened to me. Well, right. And then when I went on that Facebook page, I mean, literally, I feel like every day there's a new person on there saying, well, I just found out my dad wasn't my dad. And I'm like, why are so many women having affairs? Like somebody needs to do a study. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it's amazing to me how many people are finding out. I'm kind of hurt because, and I don't think it was my mother's friend's place to tell me anything. But to think that three people that I knew very well knew. Come to find out, though, I don't think anybody in my family knew. Um, my dad didn't know. My I don't have a lot of family left because they've all passed away over the past like 10, 15 years. But 
I have some other family members um, and they, they didn't know. Oh, my father asked me not to tell my, my other brothers, which were from his marriage, his other marriages, Okay. which at first I was really upset about because I thought, well, this is my story. You know, why can't, why can't I tell them, you know, it's not going to change anything for me, but my dad, I, I understood. So my, my older brother, <clears throat> he has actually been sober now. He's like 90 something days clean, um, which is actually really good for him. He's never really gone this long. And my dad's concerned that if he does fall off the wagon, that when he's drunk, when he drinks, he can be very nasty and he doesn't want him getting very nasty with me or him, which I get. But I think, honestly, I think my dad doesn't want me to tell them because my dad is worried about his reputation because he's even like, well, you know, who knows? And who are you going to tell? Like, aren't you worried about what people are going to think about your mother? I said, no, I said, because if they know mom, they know that that's not who she was, you know? Right. In fact, I, I was shocked that my mother cheated. You know what I mean? I was, but once I found out why I, I'm really not mad. I'm just mad that she never said anything to me. So I think my father is more worried about people are going to think of him. You know what I mean? That I'm not as, you know, I'm not his real daughter and my mother had this affair. And It's a big responsibility, though, to keep that secret. Um, how, how are you feeling now about keeping that from your brothers? It's difficult. Well, my younger brother, he's 30. Oh, my God. He, he was born when I was a senior in high school, so he's in his 30s. Honestly, not telling him has not bothered me. I really, really want to tell my older brother because when we were younger, I was, we were close before his, he, he got really bad with drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I just, I really want to tell him, but, and he was at my house for Thanksgiving and it wasn't weird. It's just, I thought a lot about it, you know, that day. And I don't know. And then, like I said, my other brother, he passed away six years ago. So obviously he, I'll never know, but yeah, it's yeah. just what's eating me apart is not being able to talk to my mother. It's driving me absolutely insane that I can't talk to her about this. Yeah. What questions do you have for her? I want to know, like, why she never told me, why she never did anything about it when I was born, like, you know, because she did suspect the other guy was my father. Like, why did she continue to stay with my dad and have another child? Like, I get it. Like, I know people, you know, she was young. I'm sure, because I do remember her telling me that even before she married my father, she knew that she was making a mistake. So I do know some things, but it's just, I don't know. I just, stuff like that. And, you know, why she just never told me, like, I knew this guy's name. I mean, she didn't hang out with him on a regular basis, like as she got older, but I do remember he had moved to Florida like a long time ago. And I remember her talking about a friend that say his name, he lives in Florida. If he came back here, she'd meet him for dinner, whatever. You know, I never thought anything of it because my mom knew a lot of people. She was one of those people that she had a lot of friends and had no enemies. Like everybody loved her. So it didn't phase me. You know, she had a lot of guy friends. She had a lot of girlfriends, you know, so it just didn't phase me. Did your, or does your uncle know anything? Your paternal uncle? So no, they didn't. I, when I met with them, they actually said that if he had known about me, they're pretty positive that he would have wanted to be in my life, which is kind of weird because to me, I think, well, obviously he had to know my mother got pregnant. I would think <laughs> maybe he didn't, 
but since they were still friends later on, you know, he had to have known when I was born, like, and you'd think he would question like, well, is that my child? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, they, they swear that they, they don't know anything about me or didn't know anything about me. And it's funny because one of my mother's friends, her actually, so my biological father was a fireman. I guess her brother-in-law and her brother both worked with him years and years ago. And everybody that I've talked to that knew of him, I guess he was very well liked, very well known. I was told by this uncle that he was very family oriented. He was a great father to his son. But these, this brother-in-law and brother said that they believed too that he had known about me, that he definitely would have wanted to be in my life. So that's another thing that's bothered me because my father growing up was not, because of his alcoholism, he was just not, he wasn't a great dad. You know, he wasn't really around much. There'd be years we wouldn't speak, you know, just because of that reason, uh, the you know, the drinking. But so that bothers me to think that my biological father probably would have been a really great dad. You know what I mean? And, and like, even speaking to my cousin who I met, she said like family Christmases growing up were wonderful. She said, there'd be like 50 people there and come to find out my mom's parents where, where they lived, who I was very close to lived literally in the track across the street from where my biological parents lived, which Yeah. And after talking to some of my, those two cousins, you know, because of Facebook, you know, we wound up having some mutual friends. Like, it's just weird. Like our paths have definitely crossed in the past. It just blows my mind. Like I, you know, where I live is a pretty big city, but yet it's not, you know what I mean? When you Mm -hmm. think about like all the connections, you know, it's like, wow, you know, we knew a lot of the same people. It's just crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. uh, There's definitely like a recurring theme of that I've heard from other NPEs of the what if, you know, what if I'd known, what would my childhood have been like? What, yeah. You know, um, somebody that I spoke with on Sunday, she put it really well. She said that she feels like that part of her life was stolen from her because yeah. she doesn't, she'll never know. That's how I feel. And I feel like my life, like half my life was a lie. And part of me is angry because I think, oh my God, my mother like knew what a crappy father my dad was. Like, it just, it really bothers me, you know, because, but I sit here also and think, well, I can't, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't bring anybody back. I can't change my past. Right. So I'm trying really, really hard to, to think differently and not dwell on that, even though it's hard some days. Mm-hmm. Some days I'm okay with it. Other days, like when I first found out, I was like, I, you know, at first I was like, you know what? I don't want to meet anybody on that side of the family. I just want to get my medical history. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Because what I struggle with is how do I develop a relationship with these people if almost 50 years old that I didn't grow up with? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I struggle with. But I didn't, like I said, I met three of them. It went very well. We've actually been invited to Christmas Eve. Well, that's wonderful. It is. It, 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 and I, I, I believe we're going to go. I'm very nervous, but cause I'll be meeting a lot more people. But, you know, I've had a couple people say to me, maybe this is a blessing in a disguise because I don't have a big family and I've always wished that I did. And now I do. Yeah, huge. <laughs> it's weird, you know. So I don't know. I'm trying. And the days that I can deal with this, I try to see the positives because I've seen, you know, on that Facebook page, some, you know, I feel bad for some people because 
they've been completely rejected by their biological family you know, yeah. and, or they've, you know, asked their mother, like, Hey, I did DNA and, and their, their mother treats them like garbage and puts the blame on them. There's some mm -hmm. horrible stories I've read. And I think to myself, well, thank God that I'm not going through that. They've been very welcoming. They've been one, like, in fact, when we met, they brought me a ton of pictures. They, they brought me these family trees that they had, you know, written out and gave me some history of my grandparents and cousins and aunts and uncles and, so they've been very, very welcoming. So I'm very lucky and I'm very thankful for that. I just, another thing I'm having a very hard time with is I have not told my dad that I've met anybody um, because he did mention to me once that what goes through his mind is that if my biological father were alive, I'd want to meet him. Mm. I don't know if it would bother him that I'm trying to develop a relationship with that side of the family. And I just, and I shouldn't feel guilty because I'm not, the, I didn't do that. I didn't ask for this, you know, right, right, um, right. none of us did. And, but I guess I just, I just don't want to stir the pot, I guess. So I figure, well, yeah. what he doesn't know won't hurt him. And my kids, I have three boys, 13, 19, and 27. My 27 year old has high functioning autism. I have not told him because even though he, he'll, kind of understand it. I don't want him saying to my dad, oh, so you're not my grandpa anymore. You know right, what I mean? I just, right. but my other two, I had to tell them because that weekend I found out I was just a mess. I was crying all weekend. I didn't, I wanted the boys to know what was going on. You know? And what was their reaction? They were, I think, pretty shocked. I forget which, I think it was my 13 year old said, he goes, so grandpa's not our grandpa. I said, no, he's, he's your grandpa. You know, I'm like, I try and explain to him, no, this doesn't change anything. And and they seemed okay with that. You know, my dad came for Thanksgiving and nothing was different. Nobody acted differently. It was like nothing had ever happened. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the boys are interested in going. You know, I told them about Christmas Eve and they are interested in going. So I guess that's good. Now that you've met some of your new fa newfound family members, have you found any connections there? Like, has anything kind of made sense? Things that you had in common or, you know, kind of the hindsight is twenty twenty sort of thing where you're like, oh, that's why I'm, I was different. No, not really. It's weird because I have a lot of hobbies, a lot of hobbies. My mother never had any hobbies, not nothing. My dad, mm, maybe a few, um, but my my mom's mom, my grandmother, had a lot of hobbies. So I just assumed, you know, I got it from her because she did a lot of things that I do, like sewing and furniture refinishing and, you know, stuff like that. You know, I, I'm into photography. Like, I have a lot of hobbies and so not enough time. <laughs> right. But so I just thought, oh, I got it from my grandmother. And, my, you know, some of it from my dad because my dad was big into gardening. I loved to garden. Like, my mother didn't do anything, anything. She really just had no hobbies. So, I, but there was never anything growing up. Like my brothers looked like my dad. I look just like my mother. Like I look in the mirror and I see my mom. Mm. So I never questioned anything because I just thought, well, I look like my mom and my brothers look like my dad. So you were just truly completely blindsided. Completely. Oh yeah. Blindsided completely. Like it did. Like I, I still sit here and just go, excuse my French, but I go, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, uh, like, there's no way to even explain this. Like, I had friends calling me for a week or two afterwards just going, are you okay? Because they were flabbergasted. They just couldn't believe it. We, anybody that knew my mother was just, 
wow. <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, it just, it just didn't seem possible, but right. obviously it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry, you know, that, that your mom passed and that you aren't able to ask her these questions. And I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Do you feel like you have forgiven her? Uh, no, but I'm not angry where I'm like, maybe I shouldn't say no. I, you know, it's weird. I, I don't, I'm not a very religious person. I don't know what I believe after you die, but for some reason, ever since this has happened, there's a part of me that in the back of my head, I think someday I will be able to confront her about this. Mm. And I don't know why I feel that way. Like it's, it's been there since the day I found out, like someday I will be able to confront her about this. Yeah. Whether there's truth to that, to that I don't know, right. <laughs> but it's weird how that it's just this feeling I, I get. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know whether I want to say for, you know, it's so hard to explain because I'm still angry at times. I just want answers. I just, I just want to know why she went to her, to the third grave. You know, why, why didn't she write a letter? Why didn't she, you know, she knew she was going to die someday, you right, know, right. you know, even if she didn't want to face me, you know, leave a letter. I don't know. But you know, what bothers me is to think that she held this in for f almost 50 years. To me, that's wow. Cause I couldn't yeah. do it. I, yes. You know what I mean? In a way, I'm just, I don't know. I'm like, I try to think, oh God, what, what did this do to her? Even though she's the one who chose to deal with it the way she did, it doesn't mean that she dealt with it okay. You yes. know what I mean? It doesn't mean yes. that she didn't stress about it. But I guess it bothers me because she knew I wanted to do this DNA. I've been saying it for at least two years. I just never did it. And now I'm kicking myself. I'm like, damn it. Why didn't I do this a year ago? But I'm also one of those people that I'm like, everything happens for a reason. So there's a reason I didn't do it, I guess, a year ago. I don't know what the reason is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. But, I think that that's such a compassionate view, though, you know, to consider how your mom must have felt, um, despite the fact that she made that choice, because it probably was really hard to keep that inside. Well, my brother passed away six years ago, and she... He was 40 when he died and she found him in his bedroom. He actually had died of a brain bleed because the day before he was so drunk that he fell and hit his head really hard on some concrete. So she found him and she was never the same after that, which totally get that. I mean, how do you get through losing a child? So I think, oh my God. So for the past six years, you know, she's dealt with that on top of wondering I, but I don't know. Then again, you know, these are things I want to ask her. Like, did, did this eat you alive that you didn't know who my father was? Or did it not? Like, was she able to stuff it? You know, I don't know. At first, I was very angry with my mother. I was like, how dare she? You know, but then I guess I've had more time to process. I've been a little bit more forgiving. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, I would do anything for her to just come back and just have this conversation. Yeah. And if she were alive, I would react this way. But I can't say that because if she were alive, because we had a love-hate relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, I loved my mom to death and I miss her like, oh my God, like, uh, like you wouldn't believe. But honestly, I, I could see why she'd be afraid to tell me because I could have, I could take it one of two ways. 
I could be like in shock and like let her explain and, you know, just go on and process it. Or I could completely have flipped out on her. Um, so I could understand her being afraid because I do have a temper at times, mm-hmm. um, but I'm working on it <laughs> in therapy. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so uh, right now, yeah, I could say uh, uh, how I would have handled it, but I, I honestly don't know if she had told me how I would have handled it. I have no clue. And I think that's what her fear was. She was afraid that I would probably stop talking to her or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm trying to put myself like in her shoes at times even though I don't think she handled it the right way. But then again, you know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Like I know I have, and maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I honestly can't say how I'd be if she were alive. I think, you know, I, like I do, I sit here and think about it all the time and think I probably would re- react way differently and probably would have been way more angry and been like, what the hell? Like why you had all these times, that's why I'm frustrated that I can't talk to her, I think, because she had several opportunities to tell me. Several opportunities, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's what I'm struggling with. Did um, you give her your kidney? No, I wound up actually, even though I was a perfect match, they the very last test they did on me, uh, they did a kidney biopsy, and I wound up having, I have what's called nephrosclerosis, mm. um, which is hardening of the arteries, so I, I couldn't donate. So, but she wound up getting one afterward. A friend came forward and gave her one. But, oh, that's um, good. That's good. So you kind of touched on therapy. Um, what What is helping you at this point in your journey? I don't think there's anything that's helping me yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's still too new and still too fresh. Maybe one of the things I could say that's helping me, and actually it's not even the therapy part, is the fact that the people I have met on that side of my family have been very welcoming and very kind and um accepting and i think it's helped that i've seen some of the facebook stories on that one facebook page because like i you know as you've seen too some of them are just so sad how these people are treated by their parents when they find out so i think being on that facebook page helps i think um that they were responsive that helped therapy it helps to talk about it but I think talking to you is even better because you, you, you get it a hundred percent. Whereas a therapist, you know, my therapist is not in this situation. I mean, they're trained, you know, on how to obviously do therapy, but they can't fully understand what I'm going through. When I told um, my therapist, I think she was shocked. I don't think they know. Oh my God. So my therapist actually, it's a man. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because, you know, we were on zoom and <laughs> His mouth, like, I know therapists are not really supposed to show, like, much reaction. His mouth dropped open, and his both of his hands went on both sides of his face. Like, he grabbed his cheeks, like, what? He goes, <laughs> I've heard a lot of things. He goes, but this is a first. I'm like, really? I'm like, because it's pretty common, according to my Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, I really <laughs> think there's, group. <laughs> there, is an, there is an untapped market out there. If there are any therapists <laughs> listening, there's a niche there. Right? For people like us. I know. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But I think sometimes I, I I tend to deal with it like humor-wise too, because if I don't, then I'm just going to go crazy, you know, Yeah. in my head. Because uh, I already have really bad anxiety and depression that I've been, I actually was in therapy before this happened. And then you add this to the mix and it's just like, 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So for somebody like me that just lost my mother and has anxiety and depression, like this is not something that I needed this year. I, I did not need this. <laughs> so I try to like, that's why I'm like, why I'm laughing, even though I, I probably, you know, sound crazy that I'm laughing about it. Cause it's really not funny. Um, but I guess that's how I'm dealing with it. Sometimes I totally struggle with it. You know, I have my moments where I'm just like still in disbelief and still can't believe, you know, like I I've even, there's been times and this might make me sound horrible, but as, as welcoming as my family has been to me, and I'm very grateful for it. There's been times, brief times where like, I think to myself, I got to run away because this is too much. Mm-hmm. But it's only for a brief second. It's not anything I dwell on. It's not something I think about a lot, but I think it's just a coping thing for me because I just sometimes don't want to deal with it. But then I think, oh my gosh, am I going to fit in with them? You know, or, I, I, you know I'm, I feel I'm, I'm finding myself being very insecure all of a sudden, like, oh my gosh, I have to be on my best behavior. And like, do they swear? Do they, you know, uh, oh I don't know, like stupid yeah. things like that, you know, like, is it okay to swear around them? Like, cause I, I can tend to have a trucker mouth, you know? And like, I have, you know, I, I have all these tattoos and I think, are they going to judge me because of my tattoos or are they going to judge me? I, I don't know. You know, and it's probably just me being insecure and they probably, maybe they aren't like, I don't know. Same, complete same. What is your hope moving forward for your relationship with your family that you grew up with and then your newfound family? I hope to be able to tell my one brother someday and have him be okay with it and not have it change anything. And as far as my new family, I guess in my mind, I think I'm going, I'm not going to push myself on them, but I'm going to go with whatever, you know what I mean? And if something comes of it, great. If it doesn't, I, I want to sit here and say, that's fine too. I don't know how I'll feel like, cause I, you know, part of me is like, I wonder if there's any family that doesn't want to meet me and, you know, and I, cause I can be a, a sensitive, you know, and I, I, you know, I think, is it going to hurt me if they eventually stop talking to me? You know, just stupid things like that. My mind, I think too much, you know, I analyze everything. <laughs> I think too much. So well, I don't, I don't think those are stupid thoughts, though. I think that's totally valid. Okay. Yeah, see, I, you're actually the first person I've ever talked to that is in this situation, other than the stories I see on that Facebook group. Mm. Um, so it's nice to hear, you know, get some validation that what I'm feeling is not abnormal. Not at all. So many things that you've said. I'm like, same, same, same. Yeah. I mean, my therapist will tell me that, too. But then again, he's never, he's not in this situation. He's just telling me from a, you know, professional standpoint, you know? (laughs) Right, right. What advice would you give to a parent who may be keeping a DNA surprise from their child? Oh, I would definitely tell them to tell their child because I see what it's doing to me. But then again, I see what it's done to other people on this Facebook group. I don't know. I personally would say you need to tell your child. it's it's their right you know first of all for medical reasons because like my situation um my dad actually died from lung cancer he was only in his 60s um and come to find out three of his siblings also died from lung cancer and i'm uh, i'm an ex-smoker i quit smoking four years ago so i've smoked you know that's pretty big information yeah yeah absolutely so 
if, if anything, it's very important, I think, for medical reasons, especially, you know, and it come to find out, like, like I said, come finding out my biological side there, you know, that's a pretty big deal. But I guess, too, it all depends on the, the, the person on how they're going to handle it or not, you know, and it. And everybody's different. Everybody handles things differently. So I don't, you know, but yeah, that's what I would say. And I know you're still relatively new in this journey, but what advice would you give to someone who just found out that they are an NPE? Oh God. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I have no advice yet. <laughs> that's fair. I think for me, I'm, I'm still processing it. It's just, it's been for me personally, it's been, even though my family has been very, you know, welcoming, well, the three people I've met, oh, it's still hard to process. I, I really don't have, I guess I would say to somebody to obviously seek therapy. I think that's important. And to talk about it, don't keep it in. And maybe reach out, like, I mean, one of the first things I did was to see if there was a Facebook group. And I don't really interact much in there. Sometimes I will. Um, but I don't interact very much um but just reading other people's stories and knowing that i'm not alone helps because there's a lot of people out there that are in the same boat as me and you a lot i'm just Absolutely. i am so amazed at how many people are so that really helps yeah it's i think it's still too soon for me to, to give anybody any well i think that that that's great advice so thank you and thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your journey. I wish you the best of luck as you continue to process this. And I hope that it gets easier and that you find some peace and, you know, maybe even somehow get some answers that you're looking for. Well, you too. And I thank you very much for reaching out. And I think this is awesome that you're doing this because I think with this DNA, it's going to be a common occurrence for hundreds, if not thousands of people, you know, from now on. Thanks again to Kristen for sharing her story. If you have a DNA surprise that you'd like to share, please email dnasurprises at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Until next time.